What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. All right, it's now time for part two of our top 40 albums of 2001. Yes, let's just get right into it. Coming in at album number 30. Uh, is the Rollins Band with their album Nice. Now, this is the very last music album as far as all new original material that Henry Rollins would actually ever sing on. I think the only other thing he did after this where he was singing, you know, besides maybe a couple of live albums, was the Rise Above, you know, tribute album and Benefit record. Uh, but yeah, this is it for old Hank Rollins as a singer. Going out on a really good note, in my opinion. Nice doesn't get talked about a lot as being a good Henry Rollins album, but I think it's really, really cool. It's probably his most quote-unquote metal record, and that's probably due to his backup band, who had played on his previous record there, Get Some Go Again, another really good record. So I really like the two albums that he did with Mother Superior as his backup band, but officially on here, they are called the Rollins Band. Like I said, the album's called Nice. Came out August 21st, 2001, self-produced in the true DIY spirit of old Henry Rollins right here. I'm a fan of Henry, and like I said, I do like this record. It's very strong. As you would expect, it, it's very amped up. So here you go. Kicking off the show here today in fine fashion is the Rollins Band with Stop, Look, and Listen. You better listen, man. 
Rollins Band right there with Stop Look and Listen from the album Nice. I actually had a hard time picking a song to represent, but I went with that one just because it's kicking off the show here today, and I felt like that was a good kickoff song. So there you go. Now coming in at album number 29 is this band right here. Unfortunately, a one and done, and that's due to the fact that their leader uh, unfortunately passed away while on tour promoting this record in, in a car accident, actually, that wasn't even her fault. She was a passenger in the back seat. Uh, but yeah, Bianca from Betty Blowtorch, the late Bianca Butthole. Her band, Betty Blowtorch, which grew out of the band Butt Trumpet. Yes, I said that. Butt Trumpet. A little more hard rock, like, you know, if you like your Nashville pussy, like real dirty rock type stuff. I believe they even toured with them before. Alabama Thunder Pussy, all those kind of bands. Any, any band with the word pussy in it, or butt, or what have you. Uh, but uh, all jokes aside, I thought the Betty Blowtorch album was really fun. It was very refreshing at this time in 2001 to hear a record like this. Empowered women singing about sex. How can you go wrong? The lyrics are very on the nose, as you could tell, by songs like Shut Up and Fuck, No Integrity, Dresses, stuff like that. Size Queen. Yeah. I'm not playing that because Vanilla Ice is on the track. That really let me down. I, I hated hearing Vanilla Ice do a guest rap, even if it's intended satirically. No, Vanilla Ice is terrible just the worst but it is a strong rock album consistently pretty much all the way through and i'm gonna play this one right here this has always been my favorite song on the record because it is funny uh but it also has a great catchy rock and roll chorus right here so here you go best of both worlds rock and humor betty blowtorch right here with i'm ugly and i don't know why
All right. Betty Blowtorch right there. Rest in peace, Bianca. Uh, that was from the album. God, I didn't even mention the name of the album. Holy crap. The album is called Are You Man Enough? Uh, the other reason I forgot to mention it is because I didn't have any stats for it. I literally had to go on Discogs to find out that it was released in 2001. Literally no date I can find. And it was produced by Matt Hyde, who has a really impressive resume. Uh, the only other thing I could think of to tell you is uh, if you get their Rarities album, Last Call, they do a cover of the Diarrhea song. If you were a kid and did not sing that song, then your childhood was lacking. But Betty Blowtorch got you covered on their Last Call album with the Diarrhea song. But I hope you enjoyed I'm Ugly and I Don't Know Why. It always puts a smile on my face, as tragic as the story is. I remember going to see Faster Pussycat a few years after this, after Bianca passed on. And Faster Pussycat actually uh, encored with Betty Blowtorch's Shut Up and Fuck, and they wound up recording it later on on one of their comeback albums. So yeah, there you go. And from all accounts, Bianca was the real deal, like just rock and roll to the very end. As far as I know, uh, and I, I know there's like a documentary out there, I need to watch it. She was cremated and buried in her tricked-out lunchbox that had all of her uh, rock and roll stickers on it, so... Rock and roll. Okay, let's move on to something a little more upbeat as far as that story goes. But with this album right here, coming in at number 28 is this band right here. And I thought I was done with this band too at the time. But man, okay, so Suicide Machines is who I'm going to talk about here. So they put out their third album in 1999. And it was their sellout record. It was their attempt at selling out and becoming a mainstream act. Something that we saw a lot of quote-unquote punk bands do in the 90s especially because the labels came a-calling. And I remember they signed with Hollywood Records and uh, they put out a bad record. Although I did enjoy their cover of I Never Promised You a Rose Garden, that Lynn Anderson song. How, how can you not love that song? It's great. But it was a bad record, bad move. And, you know, they kind of rebounded here with their fourth album that came out on September 25th, 2001 called Steal This Record, a little Abby Hoffman reference right there, produced by Julian Raymond. And, you know, we didn't want to forgive Suicide Machines for trying to turn their back on us, but this album was so damn good that we were like, okay, so we gave them a pass, and as they're, you know, and we're keeping an eye on them, let's see what happens. And then, you know, the next album was good too, and okay, so they're fine. They have been very consistent since their little slip-up there in the late 90s. So, yes. Really cool band, Suicide Machines. Like I said, steal this record. Damn cool record. And I'm going to play this one right here. Check this one out. This one's called The Killing Blow.
right, Suicide Machines right there with the Killing Blow kickoff track from Steal This Record. Hope you enjoyed that. Coming in at album number 27 is this one right here. Rob Zombie's The Sinister Urge, which came out on November 13th, 2001, co-produced by Rob Zombie and Scott Humphrey. First time I heard the name Scott Humphrey was uh, producing Generation Swine by Motley, which I actually really like that record. I, I have to defend that record a lot. And also, fun fact, I did not use Wiki to get this. I This was already in my head. I do know this. This is Rob's sophomore solo album, by the way. And on his debut album, Tommy Lee plays on a couple of songs. And on this album, Tommy Lee also plays on a couple of songs. And additional fun fact, another one of my favorite rock drummers, Josh Freeze, plays some drums on this album as well. So John Tempesta does not play all the drums on this record. John Tempesta, great drummer, of course, but just a little fun factoid right there. And even though Ozzy Osbourne appears on this record doing a co-lead vocal on the song Ironhead, one of my least favorite songs on the album is that song. I think it's a weak-ass song. That song California is terrible. Honestly, those two songs kind of prevented this album from getting into the top 20 for sure. Otherwise, it's a super strong record. It's one of my favorite Rob Zombie things ever. Uh, there's some killer, killer songs on here. One song that does have a guest spot on it that totally delivers and totally kills is when Carrie King comes in to throw down on this one right here. Turn this one up. This is Dead Girl Superstar. <laughs>
I love that song. It definitely compels you to either start speeding in your car or just go do something very productive. But there you go. Dead Girl Superstar featuring the great Carrie King on lead guitar, guest lead guitar right there. Frozen Metal thanks to Carrie King for that. And if you know anything about the albums that came out in 2001, you know you haven't heard the last of Carrie King on this countdown. Coming in at album number 26 right here. This record I didn't listen to when it came out either. I listened to it a few years ago for the first time. And, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I think it's a decently underrated album in this band's catalog. You know the band, but you may not know this record. L.A. Guns and their seventh album, Man in the Moon, released officially on April 24th, 2001, produced by Gilby Clark. There's a name you might be familiar with. At this time, Gilby was definitely moving over, you know, and he was still doing his records, but he was becoming a producer as well. He also produced a lot of records for the Bronx, which I love that band, and I'm sure you'll hear them on the 2021 retrospective for sure. But getting back to L.A. Guns, I really dig this record, and, you know, it definitely helps that both Phil and Tracy are on this record. In my opinion, you cannot do an album with the name L.A. Guns without Phil Lewis and Tracy Guns involved in it. That's my opinion, but the courts deem otherwise. Okay, but yeah, I'm going to play you this one right here. As soon as I heard this album again for the first time in a few years, this song immediately stuck out. And even though it's the long one on the album, I was like, I gotta play it because that's a killer track. Uh, so here you go, my favorite song off of Man on the Moon. This is L.A. Guns with Don't Call Me Crazy.
yeah, there you go. I mean, I love long L.A. Gun songs. Uh, there's a, there's not a bad one out there as far as I know. Prove me wrong. Crystal Eyes, Over the Edge, and that one right there, Don't Call Me Crazy, from Man on the Moon, a song that really put the album over the top and got here as high as it did on the countdown. And okay, album number 25 right here. I would have to say, honestly, as much as I am a decent fan of this band, this is the surprise of the countdown for me. Going into it, I did not expect this album to rank this high. Once again, this isn't me disparaging this band, but at this point, like a few other bands that have appeared on this countdown already, I kind of thought this band was done making good records. I thought they had kind of hit a cruise control point by the mid to late 90s. And, you know, I think I might have been right there. Maybe I need to reassess. But uh, this might be a controversial statement. Maybe not their best album, but this might... You know what? Fuck it. I think this might be the best gore album. Violence Has Arrived, which came out on November 6, 2001, produced by Grant Rutledge. Yeah, love me some America Must Be Destroyed. Love me some scum dogs of the universe. But as far as like overall, like full point songs plus production, and I'm a production nerd, so that might be the reason here. I gotta say, I think this is the best gore album. Some of you out there maybe be like, I love gore. I've never heard this album. And you were like me at the time. But I, I think this is their best album. It, it's badass. Yeah, so the only other thing I can really say is just give it a shot. I'm sure most of you haven't heard this, and I was guilty as well. Like I said, we're, we're all alike, so uh, check this one out. I think this will entice you right here, right in the middle of the album, the best track right here. Turn this one up, man. This is just gore at its finest. This is Immortal Corruptor.
right, there you go, right there. Gwar with Immortal Corruptor from their album Violence Has Arrived. Maybe their best record. All right, so number 24 right here. This was a comeback album, and I was definitely hot for this record at the time. I listened to it recently a couple of times, and I even bought the vinyl edition, which finally came out. Thank God. Uh, speaking of which, the album is called God Bless the Go-Go's, released May 15th, 2001. Co-produced by Paul Q. Colderi and Sean Slade. I saw the Go-Go's reunion tour in 1999 with Berlin opening. Speaking of Berlin earlier on the previous episode. I thought they sounded great. They like, you know, I was already a decent fan of the Go-Go's, but seeing them live and seeing how great they were and probably better than ever uh, really bowled me over. And so when this album came out, I immediately grabbed it and I was like, man, they still sound really hungry and the songs were cool. So no complaints. It's what you want and would expect from the Go-Go's. So that's why it's on this list. And that's why it did so well. Coming in at number 24 right here. And uh, this was the launch single. I still think it's one of their great singles of all time. Uh, co-written by Billy Joe Armstrong, by the way. And you might hear him there on the background vocals in the chorus there a little bit. But even if I didn't know that, I would still think this is a great song. So here you go. This is the Go-Go's with Unforgiven. <laughs>
from Gwar to the Go-Go's. That's how we roll here on Rock Strikes 10. Nothing forced about it. This is my taste. Okay, album number 23 of 2001 is this one right here. Now, this is an album I was initially very disappointed about when it came out because I looked at it from the side of, man, you devolved from your second album. You went the safe route. And, and I felt like just... Like, I don't, I don't think I was betrayed so much, but it just, it was disappointing. And also clocking it at a very Rain and Blood-esque 28 minutes is Weezer's Green Album. Or just Weezer, you know, self-titled record, depending on what the color is. You know, you know the bit, right? Okay. Uh, it came out on May 15th, 2001, produced by the now late great Rick Ocasek. Uh, even going back to Ocasek, honestly, I thought that was a, like one of those things where, okay, we're just going to pretend like Pinkerton never happened and then do this music from now on. And in retrospect, I mean, it was the safe right move, you know, but like I said at the time, I just couldn't listen to it hardly. I was being a snob, I guess. I don't know. But as time has gone on and the more I've aged, I'm like, I actually do like this record quite a bit. There's only like uh, two or three kind of ass songs, but everything on there is pretty much pop perfection, honestly, listening back to it now. So here's one of my favorites right here. I, I just love this song. I have no idea what it, why it's called this. I have no idea what the lyrics mean, but maybe that's the point. It just kind of rocks. So here you go. My favorite song off of the Green Album. This is Weezer with Crab.
Coming in at number 23 on the top 40 albums of 2001, that was Weezer with the Weezer album or Green or whatever you want to call it. That was Crab. Hope you enjoyed that. I love that riff there in the middle. It always leads into the verses. Uh, that That's what kind of really does it for me in the song. All right, moving on here to album number 22. Another comeback album. I honestly think that the last couple of records were definitely comeback records. Uh, this one right here, a band that definitely had the longest go without putting out any records or even being an active band at all. Their first album since 1986. Uh, was ELO, Electric Light Orchestra, and their album Zoom. It came out June 12th, 2001. Of course, produced by Jeff Lynne, the leader and face of ELO and main songwriter and all that stuff. Near genius right there, Jeff Lynne. And I, if I didn't mention this, I'd be remiss. Uh, if you ever find a copy of Zoom Live, the ELO DVD, get it. It's awesome. They basically like rehearsed for the impending tour that was going to happen for this record. And it's recorded, I think, on like the CBS Television Studios soundstage or something like that. And they just sound amazing. They sound excellent. And, and even cool bonus, the Bissonette Brothers, Matt and Greg Bissonette, the rhythm section for that performance. But they're just on, man. They sound great. They play pretty much every ELO song you want to hear, plus some of the main strong songs off of Zoom. So yeah, I gotta recommend that as a purchase. Get that. It's it's very gettable, I think, still. Uh, but until then, before you do that, check this one out right here. I almost played All Right, which was the single off there. And that, that's a really good song. It definitely sounds like something that could have been a George Harrison song, just because it's got that Jeff Lynne thing going on. Uh, but I'm going to go with this one right here. I really like this one, especially because it sounds like something that came off like the Discovery record. This is really fun. This is State of Mind. <laughs>
All right, Electric Light Orchestra right there with State of Mind off the album Zoom. You know, pretty much everything on this particular episode pretty much scored about 85 points. So, you know, these are all kind of tied, honestly, if you're going by the point system. But, uh, yeah, so it's a loose ranking here on this particular episode. So, yeah, that's just me saying I think you should own all these records. All right, closing off the show here today with album number 21. This was the band's fifth album, and at this point I thought it was as good as anything they had done at least in the last couple of records. Now I would definitely say it's not as good as their albums 2 through 4, but not a big drop off either. Obviously good enough to come in at number 21, so that being said, their 2nd through 4th records are their best records and their freaking awesome must-owns. That all being said, Stone Temple Pilots put out their fifth album, Shangri-La-Di-Da, on June 19th, 2001. Produced by the great Brendan O'Brien. Uh, really just kind of the end of an era for this band. Uh, you know, that their self-titled comeback record, you know, in the 2000s or whenever that was, 2010 or whatever. Eh, it didn't do a whole lot for me. So this is kind of where I get off the train of STP. Sadly, I guess Wyland does too, and it never really is the same again. But, man, there's a lot to love about this particular album. And I'm not even going to be snobby about it. I think the lead single off of this is one of their best songs ever. Super duper catchy. I love the play on words. I think Wyland gets decent credit for his lyrics, but this is definitely one of my favorites and proof that he could be witty when he wanted to. Uh, so here you go. Closing off the show here today. This is Stone Temple Pilots with Days of the Week. Monday, back from the
All right. Love it. That never fails to get me going right there. That was Days of the Week by Stone Temple Pilots. That song was even good enough to make it onto their best of Thank You, which is one of the great best ofs of all time. Highly recommend it as well. But yeah, check out Shangri-La Da if you haven't done it. There's some killer tracks on there. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back. We'll be starting the 20 best albums of 2001. And by the way, don't forget, there's a big announcement coming up at the very end of this particular countdown, which will not be on the next episode, but the one after that. little teaser there. But until then, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, with the plugs and the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, our new kittens, Ruby and Ripley, get a treat. We're on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock with Joey and the great Mark Streakle of Talking Metal. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRusa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRusa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it.